<laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sunset Cigar Club here in Los Angeles. Here we are in Sunset Boulevard. Just a little past sunset. It's a little dark outside, but we're outside smoking some sticks. Uh, I'm about to go over some basic questions that we have, uh, people have in general over cigar culture and uh, cigar hobby. Uh, we got Ian. What's up, guys? We got Phil. You! And you got me, Dr. Hirsch. Dr. Hirsch. I am a doctor. Hirsch. Number one doctor um, in the game. So let's just get into it. Uh, Ian, what are you smoking? I am actually smoking Phil's favorite cigar, the Continental House Stick. The house whoa, Stick. Because hey, we got hey, House hey, Stick hey, Phil hey, here, hey, hey, and he hey, loves, hey, loves, loves, hey. loves the Maduro House Stick. Um, what's cool about this cigar is that it has what's called a shaggy foot, which basically means that on a normal cigar, it would be open-faced at the end, but this, they've taken the tobacco and they've rolled it over the top, so it looks like it's closed. Nice, nice. Phil, what are you smoking? I am smoking the same thing because I like the Maduro, I like the shaggy foot, I like the cigar <laughs> I like it all. Shaggy foot, Wait, you guys are really smoking shaggy the same foot, thing? Shaggy foot, yeah, man, I'm going to smoke this boy. Yeah, okay, so at the end I'm of feeling this. it, I'm feeling goofy, man. I'm let's, ready to get compare, into it. Let's compare yeah, you guys' let's notes. Let's compare the yeah. tasting notes. Phil obviously will have to go good? first. Yeah, my, it's yeah. going to taste like smoke, but whatever, <laughs> bro. Let's we'll like get into it. So I'm smoking the Monte Cristo White Series. Um, apparently everyone smoked this before, but I've never actually had it, so... It's a really pot... You know, I, that's one of those that I see a lot. Yeah. I see a lot, and I feel like the, it's a safe one to begin with, uh -huh. because it is light, it's got the white thing, it's Monte Cristo, so it's right. got that, like, it, it feels cool. Yeah. Like, people that don't know much about cigars or about brands, they always kind of gravitate they towards recognize, that name. People usually know Monte Cristo. They recognize, they recognize that Cristo. name, even if they don't know why, but they think it sounds legit. Just um, from a from a snob perspective, Monte Cristo out of Cuba is phenomenal. Right. Monte Cristo out of the other countries that make them, like the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua, not bad. That is mm. Ian's personal opinion. Personal if Monte opinion. Cristo, if, or Chris, whatever, if you want to sponsor us, I will, <laughs> I will gladly take a bunch of free there, cigars. I don't we've, care, we've bro. Had, this is getting expensive. This is an expensive hobby. Yeah, we, in, in all the episodes that we've done, Phil has yet to name one cigar brand correctly. correctly. We have, we the, well, he's got house stick. We have Heart, Arthur Friendly. We have the Milton Bradley we, we or the Arthur, or the uh, Alec Baldwin. The Alec Baldwin, and now we have the Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. Yeah. Um, and that's why that's the only reason I like smoking the house stick because I don't have to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so let's do the light up moment here. Yeah. Light up moment. Yeah. I'm V cutting this boy. And Got V cut here. Three, three, two, one. This is probably a part that you should not have as long. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Light it up, fellas. Yeah. I don't mind. So I think we all have the V-cut here tonight. Um, last episode, a couple of us did the punch, and we'll get into a little bit more about the different kind of cuts we prefer and what's ideal or and how to light it up and things like that. Yeah, a little bit later. Um, so what photo do we got tonight, Ian? So tonight we have an iconic photo from an iconic movie director. You guys might have heard of him. His name's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Quentin nice. Tarantino. Hey, yo. Has directed many humongous blockbuster hits from Kill Bill to the most recent. <laughs> the Django. Once upon, a time, in Once upon a time in Hollywood. People, Reservoir Dogs. People win Just, awards when they're in a Tarantino movie. So what's this, what's this picture? All right, so we got a picture here. 
of Quentin Tarantino with Uma Thurman. Okay. And they are arm in arm with Quentin wearing a black tuxedo, smoking a cigar. Okay. And they fancy. are doing promotion for the original Kill Bill, the mm. first one. Got it. Very cool. I have to say, he looks really, really comfortable. They both look... I think they had just started recently dating at that point, too. Um, I didn't know that. They still did I don't know that, I actually. I have no idea. But um, they were at the time. So, very cool photo of him. And also, kind of a fun fact, he... Some of you guys who are movie buffs may know this. He um, actually invented a, a tobacco brand for his... Um, for his films called Red Apple. So if you ever see that particular branding in the uh, in the movies, that's something that he just invented and it's oh, fictionalized. Okay, and you so, can okay. See it so you can't bunch. buy it or anything. Yeah, you yeah. can't buy it. It's uh, it's it's certainly not for purchase. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, very cool that he's like so into it that this is something that he regularly does. I mean, dude, some of the and I don't have any other examples, but I remember like he's so intricate in building the world mm. in his films and he has a lot of those type of things like you know callbacks to previous movies um inside connections things that are inspired he has a lot of stuff that i believe he like he incorporates in his films that are are from films that inspired him as he was coming mm-hmm. up as a young filmmaker um you know he's here's the thing man he's a controversial guy why is for he controversial? a lot of people because some people think that his films are really like overly violent mm. um you know, people thought, like, he caught a lot... You know, there were a lot of people that, you know, had felt a certain type of way about, like, Django in the way they, yeah. they you know, they used the N-word a yeah. lot, you know? True, true. Um, swearing. Um, I think he even uses it um, in... I think he he specifically uses it in... Um, uh, what was the one with Bruce Willis? I mean, Bruce, he, Willis. Bruce Willis has been in a couple. He was in Pulp Fiction. That's it, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So when they kill, when they accidentally kill the black guy in the back seat of the car and oh, they take it yeah. to his house, he actually uses it, which was still very surprising for me because I think there's just a lot of, um, you know, like he's he has a he has a quote. I actually have a, a buddy who was who is going through a, a filmmaking book right now, and it's like so he posts every day. He's posting like a new page online. And there was a great quote, and I'm sure if we like look it up, we could find the quote. But it was something along the lines of like he was like, "I'm not going to answer for the violence in my film." Yeah. He's like, he's like, when you come to a film, that's what you're expecting right. from me. Like that's that's my calling card type of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously not the exact quote, but yeah. I mean, he's here's the thing: whether you like his movies or whether you don't, it's undeniable that it's he has had a lasting impact and he's definitely an iconic figure yeah. in in TV I mean or in, not TV but in, in movies in do Hollywood you guys, do you guys have a favorite Tarantino movie? so I've actually only seen I've never seen Kill Bill believe it or not but I've only seen Django uh, Inglorious the new one uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I don't think I've seen any of his other ones. Well, that's I still mean, a decent yeah. amount to get an idea of I mean, like, what he's all about. In Glorious Bastards, what I like about I Tarantino is he's capable, he has such an imagination that he's capable of writing his own history. Mm-hmm. He he knows enough how to play off of what's already happened and how to make it his own, which is something that is a little bit rare um, when focusing on like historical pieces to be so... Um, 
to make up your own story. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's more like that. he's like live. He like he creates the world and he lives in you know in this alternate mm -hmm. universe of that world. And I mean, I I mean for me, right? I've always liked Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I always thought that was such a, a clever one. I think anyone that seems you know Reservoir Dogs, everybody loves the tip scene when they talk about tipping, and you know that's become like a. Yeah. There's so many people yeah. talk about that and reference that moment in that movie mm -hmm. when they talk about who should you tip, should you not tip. I think, it was, I think it was Reservoir Dogs that made Stuck in the Middle with You really famous because that was the scene where they cut off the police officer's ear. They cut his ear off, yeah. And, and, then, and then it was like who Steve Buscemi plays Mr. Pink, right? And he gets all upset that his name is Mr. Pink or something like that. Yeah. I, I know. I, you know what? I, one, of, one of my favorite films from them, or from them, from him... Is, is a movie that probably doesn't get mentioned enough, but it is. It's the vampire one. From Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. I love that movie. It's, I that, that is a movie of just pure I entertainment. Mean, who is it? It's him. Really. Selma Hayek is in it. George Clooney. Uh, George, Clo George Clooney. He's always got a great cast. Too. Always. Yeah. And this and was it, before George Clooney was big. I and think. it's like you. In, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I mean, I know it was an earlier. It was an early film, but like, it's so interesting, and there's just so much going on. The effects are bad, and you know it's I just awesome. I remember the guy who's like, there's one dude whose name is Sex Machine, and he has like a belt that shoots people that looks yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, looks yeah. like a penis. Like it's just, it's outrageous, but like you still get lost. You lo he creates a new world that you get lost well, in. What's also really nice about that particular thing is like the out because it starts off as a seemingly pretty normal film, like. I remember I, went, I turned it on without really knowing much about it and it starts off for the first half of the movie it's pretty normal and then all of a sudden they get to the bar and just one thing after another leads to this absolute ridiculousness of it and the way that he builds the ridiculousness in it helps you lose yourself in the actual plot like right. at no point was I like I you know, this is too unrealistic because, like, I could just follow the trajectory. Yeah. So that was really cool. You you never thought that the movie was unrealistic. It was a bunch. It was about a vampires. Wait, they don't exist. Okay. This is going to be the final episode of the podcast. He does I'm a good done. job of a co combining comedy with action, I suppose, or yeah. just like violence. Like even like his most violent scenes, like there's something comedic about it. Like even in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, when uh, what's his name, Leo's. Hold singer. on, you got to Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. Here it comes. In three, two, also, Hirsch is the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when he's, like, shoot, like he's just chilling in his pool and his headphone, and then he just, like, shoots everyone up. Like, there's there's something really comedic and really satisfying about that scene, even though it's, like, very grotesque and violent. You know what well, I'm saying? The one thing that's really, I, I think, helps him there is the history that he's rewriting, right? Because the actual Manson family murders... They went in and they killed Sharon Tate and all their friends in a pretty gruesome fashion. Yeah. And so this is almost like the redemption she never got. Yeah. So in a sense, it was like the justice everybody wanted, mm -hmm. but, you know, everyone had to deal with the tragedy. Mm -hmm. I just always wonder how that works, right? When you think, I mean, because the truth is, like, that's not, you know, those what, those murders were, what, in the 70s, right? Like, it's not, like, those there's people that are still alive that are associated with those families, and you wonder how, like, yeah. they I remember watching an interview with, um, uh, James Cameron uh, talking about Titanic and how there was a he actually so there's a scene in Titanic at the end where like um, there's a guy that like shoots a couple of people like he's like he's a captain and like men and men are trying to get on the boat when they're trying to put women and children on and he ends up shooting he shoots the person and then he ends up like I think he turns the gun on himself and commits suicide because he had killed these people right so now this is a it's a fictional moment that they created for the film. However, 
the name of the guy, the character, was actually a real mm. person on that on that on Titanic, who has family still alive. And I remember there was an interview where they asked James Cameron, like, is there anything you regret about the film? And he says he that he he regretted that that making that decision to mm. use that guy who was a real person and giving him this less than des- you know like this less than desirable um, yeah it was a history pl- it was a plot point to show how stressful well, that was exactly but, I wonder but, why but, and so a that, real name and so that exactly and so in in the family I think they ended up the family sued and they ended up settling for a oh, bunch wow. of money um, and he said he wished he would have just like good movie to sue on yeah I mean he yeah. <laughs> it totally they made a ton of money and but he definitely felt like they um like he wish he would have done a little like he would have been, been more a respectful more delicate, yeah. yeah been more respectful Bruce Lee's family said the same thing by the way about Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh yeah that one scene like they, they exactly. kind of made Bruce Lee seem like a joke you know totally yeah uh, fun fact I actually had my first kiss at Titanic wow oh, wow yeah. my That's first a... kiss was at the movie theater what happened in Lincoln Park Michigan at a movie theater that's that got torn down. It's no longer there. It was in the Sears parking lot mm. or the Sears <laughs> shopping center, and um, yeah, I remember like going my my that movie was so, that's such a long movie to drop your like thirteen year old kids off at. <laughs> I remember we had enough it's time that, to, to go to the yeah. movie. Like, we had enough time to go to the movie, make out in the movie. Leave the movie. Had like dinner. Run around. <laughs> run around the parking or run around the shopping center. Go back to the movie. Make out more. And then the movie finally ended. Like it was the wow, longest movie God. ever. Um, worked out for you though. Sounds like you should send James Cameron a check or something. I mean, how much? I, we're getting in a weird place here. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want any more follow-up questions about about this. So, um, but but so Quentin Tarantino, right? Like I think there's a lot of these. Um, you know, he's definitely a guy that has made the decision to, like, do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an element of that, like, knowing who you are, knowing what you're about. You know, hey, you, you understand there's people that are going to like it and there's going to be people that don't like it. But you're going to do it anyway because you know who you are. And I think there's an element of, like, not to, not to be overly dramatic about this, but, like, I feel like there's a part of that outlaw, that yeah. outlaw attitude that comes with sometimes smoking cigars right like i'm gonna do what i want to do i feel a certain type of way i got this thing in my hand i'm feeling you know i'm feeling confident and in control and powerful and i'm smoking well, cigars. i think there's um i think there's something about him like you know how they say in the nba there's like player coaches like coaches player or coaches that players want to play for mm-hmm. there's something about him he just always draws a stellar cast there's something about him that like you know brad pitt leo dicaprio just he just draws a the best kind of cast so, all the time. That's true. And here's what I'll say about Quentin Tarantino. As a as a fan, um, I like some of his movies. Um, as of recently, and I'm not entirely sure if this is a generational thing, um, I've, I lose. he loses me on how heavy his dialogue is because he will go and talk forever on these points to get mm-hmm. a full thought out. Granted, you know, the thought is really well discussed, but it's just, I think you could probably cut, you know, 30% out of the movie and it would still be a decently yeah. long movie. That doesn't, now, that's not a knock at Quentin Tarantino. I'm not knocking his genius, but I am saying that, like, 
you know, some of his movies are really good to me, and some of them I'm like yeah. I could care less I, about. I, I really Ian doesn't like all the big words. Ian gets lost when the big words happen. But here's the thing: that whole time as you were making that statement, I actually uh, stopped paying attention because yes. you are doing something very interesting with your cigar right this. now. And so talk about what you are doing to your cigar right now. What are you using? What are you doing? Spell it out for the people at home who aren't here because it looks like you are, you know, you went all full Armageddon on that cigar and we're digging deep into it as if it were going to give you oil. So what were you doing? So I'm using what's called a cigar drill. Um, you can find them on Amazon for like 15 bucks. Really cheap. And what they do is uh, they aerate a cigar a little bit better that's tightly rolled. And as much as Phil loves these cigars and as, you know, just starting out on this cigar, I noticed the draw was a little bit tough. Um, it might be because I did a V-cut here and this is a cigar that needed a straight cut to aerate it a little bit more. But I needed to create a little bit better airflow. So I literally take this tool that just looks like a metal drill bit. And I just a run very it, thin, a very, very, very thin, thin drill, drill bit. bit. And I just run it through. Could and then you I run use it a drill bit? Is there anything <laughs> special to that that you, or are you just? I guess you could, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could. It would just have to be sharp enough, and you With just have to or make without sure. without the drill, do you need a powerful? <laughs> could you? <laughs> now, we, now we're getting in. Now we're trying to get imagine? endorsed by Home Depot. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Home yeah, Depot. it would be amazing, that, guys. Whoever um, smokes cigars at Home Depot, let us know. But essentially, it just aerates the cigar a little bit better, and that might be a product of the fact that this is too tightly packed. It might be a product of the fact that I V cut this one. I should have straight cut it, but ultimately, I need a little bit better airflow because it's pulling really tough. So, Ian, I went. I went with the V cut. I'm having no problem so i think you're just an idiot hmm. but uh i'm just smoking the same cigar we're smoking the same cigar uh we were going to talk <laughs> a little bit about v cuts how to cut so how, we, you know what, we talked about it before like what our preference is but yeah we talked about preferences it, yeah. but we didn't dive into actually how what's the do best it. do you ever like in other words do you ever like see a cigar and you're like you know what like you just mentioned this probably deserves a straight cut like could you have known that before drawing kind of Okay. The answer is, at the end of the day, it's still up to you yeah. based on what you like to do. But if you take a cigar and you just squeeze it gently and you can feel if it's too firm, then you're going to need a straight cut because a straight cut opens up a lot more of the back than a V-cut or a punch would. And this way it allows more airflow. If the cigar is just a little bit softer, it's probably going to flow a little bit better. Usually on very premium cigars, like very high-end cigars, you're never going to have to worry about either, so you can cut it any which way you want. Um, I, I, will I do find that I, I, never use, I never use a V-cut on a box press cigar. Um, it, and I don't know if that's just because it's in my head or yeah. what, but like with the V cut, most of the V cut devices, um, the cutters, when you look at the the area where you set the or I almost said guitar, when you set the cigar in there, yeah, it's round, right? So it fits better. Mm -hmm. So it ends up. I feel like it's more. It just gives you a better cut. Whereas a lot of times, if you have a boxed a box press cigar which it a might box not, press is, is square. in the shape it, it's, it's, it's just a, squ a square cigar um, it you know I don't try to put square pegs in round holes yeah I usually use a punch <laughs> for it Ian like that man that's so corny <laughs> but it's amazing you're, you're welcome <laughs> I usually use a punch for the box ones I do too for whatever I, I, I really, don't know why I, normally or I'll use uh, Ian's little uh, specialty circumcision mm. yeah the uh, circumcisor the circumcisor the circumcisor so when it comes to actually 
cutting the cigar, um, there's a few tips on how to do it. One, the biggest mistake that most amateur cigar makers make when they make a cut, so make a bunch of times there, is they cut too much off the back, and that's a big problem. The reason being and is I'm raising my hand because I was oh my god, Hirsch would drive me absolutely bananas yeah, with yeah. his horrible cutting skills. Yeah. And the reason being is because there's an actual piece of the leaf that's cut out specifically to put on the back of the cigar called a cap. Some more premium cigars are double capped just for presentation or for extra flavor. But what that cap does is it holds the integrity of the cigar together because without it, the wrapper will unravel. So when you're cutting a cigar, you only want to cut a little bit off the back, a few millimeters, so that the cigar still appears rounded at the back of it. One of the ways that you can do this is if you take a straight cut and you take a straight cutter and you put it on a table and then you just put the cigar through the hole, the depth of the actual cigar cutter is a good enough depth that you won't have to worry about mm. how far in you're actually oh, that's cutting it. Smart. So, you just, that's pretty smart. so you just slice it on that. Like gravity do its thing? That's exactly. Kind of funny. So one of the, the biggest, you, you make fun of Hirsch all the time about the, how he used to cut too deep. One of the funniest moments I ever had was I was at a bachelor party. Yeah. And a buddy cut the cigar, he cut it fine, and then he lit the wrong end. Oh, God. <laughs> and he, and I remember him looking at me, and he's super confused, and he does, and, he, and he's looking, and it's just, it looks atrocious. Like it's falling to pieces. It looks atrocious. He looks like he's smoking a piece of broccoli, and he's like, "Did I, I did this wrong, didn't I?" And so I, I got a new I question. Oh, it was so ridiculous. I got a really new question for you. What's so you okay, let's question? say you cut, you cut the, you smoke, light up the wrong end, right? Could you still is it healthier? No. Is, yes. Could you still <laughs> could you still smoke it and have a de- or is it like designed in a particular way that you know you need to s- smoke only that one end? I don't think you'll have an enjoyable time because the 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 point of the cap is that it's rolled in a way that it holds the wrapper in place as you smoke it. Uh-huh. The wrapper is just a covering leaf. Yeah. And they use a um, they use a vegetable glue to run their fingers over it and use it to secure it to the binder. Um, But nonetheless, if you start smoking that, that vegetable glue doesn't hold the entire part of the wrapper. And so that whole thing, if you smoke it backwards, is going to unravel and then it's going to pop open and it's not going to be And then you're going to be, you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting little pieces in your mouth. It's just a, it's, it's not an enjoyable thing. Also, here's one thing I'll say, and, and you guys might, argue or disagree with me on this but cigars are expensive right like for a hobby right they can become expensive right however if you do need to throw one away if you do need to throw an entire stick away mm-hmm. maybe you're out eight bucks maybe you're out 12 bucks maybe you're out 20 bucks right like 20 right while it's not ideal i would much rather somebody discard the ruined cigar mm-hmm. and get a better and get and just take the take the twelve dollar hit yeah. and get another cigar so you can enjoy that hour long than trying to like you know he very stubbornly said oh no fine I'll smoke it like I don't like because he didn't no, wanna yeah. he didn't want to like waste a cigar or blah blah like throw the cigar away get a new cigar make sure it's an enjoyable experience like I don't want someone to like 
sit there and watch it unravel the yeah, whole time. And it just looks and disgusting. It looks bad, and it's not. An, it's here's the thing. It's not an enjoyable if you're not having a good time while you're doing it because you, like if we you all were, make mistakes. Who if, cares? If you were drinking a mixed drink and somebody added like more of the sugary flavoring yeah, part like to a it, bad drink. and it's just a bad drink, yeah. like how how badly do you want to consume that and yeah. like are you trying to save that much money it, you know for some people it. maybe but bail on the drink get yeah. a new drink or so bail on the I cigar happen, get a new cigar I see this happen a lot with people like we talked about before they go to a bachelor party two years exactly. ago they have a Cuban and then they smoke it they're like oh, I don't really like it you know it's like dude that cigar's been sitting there forever yeah it's like, just it's not just, that you're losing the whole the whole reason you're doing it is so it's going to be an enjoyable experience and you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot to start with. If you Throw get, the stick away, get a new stick, and and don't and right like. Here's the thing: we, a lot of us all run in circles where we like we like to bust each other's balls. We joke around a lot. Uh-huh. Are you gonna get made fun of a little bit? Yeah, probably. Take it, get a new cigar, enjoy it. Like, just don't. It's, it's twelve bucks. It's fourteen bucks. Like, don't. Or or just I don't know. Yeah, that's I, how I, I feel. That's I, how wouldn't, I, feel. I wouldn't do it. And also, and this is a little bit more of the the snobby coming out of me. When cigar blenders put together a cigar, they're doing it in such a way that they want you to experience certain flavors in a particular order. That's why it's so important to light the cigar correctly. Mm. If you don't light the cigar correctly and it starts running, you start absorbing flavors that aren't supposed to come out yet. Right. So um, so in, so one thing with lighting a cigar, you you know a lot of times. You know, people will, they think you just, oh, you just need a flame, you light it, right? Obviously, you don't want to use, like, a normal Bic lighter or something. You want to use, like, a butane lighter if you're going to. But, but Ian, a lot of times when you smoke, you like to use, like, the little, the strip of wood. So talk about that a little bit, about, like, how, why, why, do you, why do you light it that way? Or what is even that option, like, matches versus a lighter versus mm-hmm. the, the wood strip? So... I'll caveat first and say there's no really there, there's no better way to light over another one. You can use a soft flame, you can use a jet lighter, and you can use wood. For a while, I was trying to use matches because I thought maybe I could get some better flavor out of it, and I convinced myself that that was the case. And then I went back to jet lighters, and it, to me, I don't think there's too much of a difference provided that you're using one of those three types of lighting. But when you buy a new cigar, um, generally the ones that come in the tubes, they come with this wood, this very thin cedar wrapping around it. And that cedar is supposed to be a very genuine light. There's no butane attached to it. Okay. It's just wood lighting leaves. So it's all it's an all-natural light, and you're essentially, the, the idea behind it is you're getting the actual flavor of the tobacco. So for me, like, honestly, man, I don't think I could make out the difference I don't know about you guys, but do you make out the difference when you smoke with a different lighter? I, I don't think my palate is that sophisticated yeah. to be able to make out the difference. But, like, yeah. I like doing it sometimes yeah. because I know how to. I know what every, all these pieces are for. So, plus, if you're outdoors, I have to smoke outdoors. I don't have an indoor smoking area, especially now during the quarantine where most of the shops are closed down. you got to use a jet lighter because of all the wind. Right. But if I'm indoors, I might use a match because... I like it and I know how to light a cigar. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of actually lighting a cigar, what's important is it's easier to light it with a jet lighter or a soft flame yeah. because you'll see in movies, you know, talking about the movies that, were, that we were discussing earlier, you'll see in movies where people will take the cigar and as they're lighting it, they rotate it. Um, and you can do this a number of ways. You don't actually have to rotate the cigar, but what you do have to do 
is you have to completely light in a circular fashion to make sure that the entire top is cherried and one side isn't more lit than the other. Because what will happen is you'll start canoeing, which is when it starts burning on one side. So you wanna cherry the entire top first, get it nice and warm, yeah. and then you puff on it and you make sure that you puff on each part of the rounded tip or the box press tip to make sure that it's fully lit. Mm. So a, a related question to that is sometimes for me, what I've heard and, and people say this at like cigar lounges all the time is when do you ash it? Cause some people say, you know, the mark of a good cigar is how, how long the ashes is that, is there any merit to that or there is merit to that. Okay. When, when you have a cigar, um, and it starts to ash, there's a couple of different ash is the ash soft and flaky. What that generally means is that it's poor production. It's, uh, it's a poorly grown leaf and it's a weak leaf. Mm. And when the weak is le and when the leaf is weaker, it's going to burn at a, um, an inconsistent rate. So when you're smoking, if you have a very thick ash at the end, that's hard to knock off. That means that the tobacco leaves that we're using it are really strong. They're well grown. Got so it. that's an indication of good production. Got it. So it's not poor form necessarily to ash early. It's just if you want to see how good the tobacco is. Yeah, I mean, the ash does hold, it does hold the flame. It insulates the flame. Yeah. It makes the inside a little bit cooler to smoke temperature-wise. So there is an element of keeping it on. But after the first ash, I'm always cautious of it dropping in my lap because I hate and that, that so dude, much. That's, that is one thing that I'll always say. Like if anyone ever gives me a hard time or if I see someone give someone a hard time about like, oh, why'd you ash it already? It's like I would rather, <laughs> I would rather premature ash 15 times then have the yeah. ash fall all over my, all over me, well, I, or all I, over inside of my car, I dropped or out of my ottoman. Yeah, you know, yeah. hers dropped it all over my ottoman. Well, dude, I was just trying to test the integrity of the tobacco, man. Yeah, yeah that's, there exa you go. that's exactly He's what He's a doctor, you're... and that's all about experimentation. Mm -hmm. For those of you at home, Hirsch is a doctor. Is a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Hirsch, neurologist. <laughs> Uh, so it is. It, it does show strength in the actual tobacco and good production. So do what you will with it, but just make sure that you don't cut too much off the back because you don't want to ruin the structural integrity of the cigar and light the entire foot. If you want to rotate it as you do it, great, fine, but just make sure that entire top is cherry do, before you start Do you notice, so, and I don't know if you do this, Hirsch, I smoke in my car, right? I've got mm -hmm. a Jeep Wrangler. I, have, I normally have the roof off. Uh, I had the windows down, so like I don't mind. Like even if my car smells like smoke a little bit, I don't mind. Like it's I don't drive around with a lot of people in my car, so I smoke in my car. However, I do notice a difference in like I'm a little bit more cautious with my ash because I don't want it ashing in the car. Right. Um, I notice a difference if I'm smoke if I've got the cigar in my left hand, which is closer to the window. Versus if I have it in my right hand so it's closer to the inside of the car so therefore it's not catching a lot of wind. I notice that like – and I don't know if it's just because I'm in the car or what. Sometimes I, I get a – I will get more of a cigar buzz when I smoke in the car. It's like hotboxing. Because I feel – well, it, but it's not – Well, no, the windows are but open. But the windows oh, are open. Okay. So I feel like there's a part of it like I'm like trying to keep it lit. Cause I see like, what you're saying. Because yeah. it's like the wind sometimes will make it and it, right. it'll go and you don't out. Have time to like light it up. Yeah, and, and so and it could be completely in my head. Also, like maybe, maybe it might be. A, it might be because you're doing an activity as opposed to right now exactly. you're lounging. I think that's also what it yeah, is. Yeah, the the nicotine buzz you get from a cigar, which is stronger in some cigars and weaker in others, has differing effects on everybody. Uh, it can 
it can increase your heart rate and mm-hmm. it can also it, it also drops what is it i want to say some of the hormone production in one of the organs I, i'd have to look it up but it it makes it so that your your blood sugar drops a little bit and that's why you get a little bit lightheaded um but when you're relaxing and doing that it's a lot easier to just kind of manage it but when you're driving right. it can sometimes be a little bit stronger what if you guys are smoking in your car whether or not you do it you're smoking in your car what music do you want to listen to while you're smoking in your car hmm i will cruising be, music but, but usually like, gangster rap synth so you go and rock you get you get a cigar and you want to listen to rock i want to listen i want to listen to something hard i want to really? listen to something 80s man there's something vintage about cigars See, I've I've been all over. I've been in my car listening to like Allison Chains, like and then Mariah Carey, and then Mariah Carey callback, (laughs) nice callback. And but no, I dude, I've also had times where like I will go full on. I don't even care. I will put on Dean Martin, Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, Roll Around Hollywood, and like it. It's and it make you know whether that makes me like a tool because like I'm trying too hard, but like there's just something that feels right about like. You know some of that music. Now I won't listen to like I'm not going to listen to an hour and a half of Frank Sinatra. You yeah. know, like I, you know, I can only handle so much. Like, um, you know, so much "Fly Me to the Moon," but <laughs> but I will definitely like. It, you know, I'll mix it up. I don't think there's any right or wrong thing. But well, so first, so first of all, when it comes to music, yeah, it definitely makes you a tool. But when I'm, <laughs> when I'm actually when I'm actually sitting down and enjoying a cigar, and we're not recording this podcast, and there's not helicopters flying overhead. Um, the ambient noise that I'll have playing is blues or jazz blues, I or, love blues. or house. House is always good, blues too. Is good, Something man. that you can just bob your head to and really get into the mood. I really like blues a lot. Classic yeah, blues, blues, new age blues. Music, like I, I, like, I like having conversations with my cigar. I don't think I've ever just chilled by myself listening to music and have a cigar. Hirsch will actually listen to old episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I'll listen to <laughs> I will listen to podcasts, that's for sure. No, our our, podcast. Only our podcast. podcast. uh, Which is the Sunset Cigar Club, which you're listening to right now. So go share it with a friend. Yeah, please. And and also don't forget to always comment in the things below and let us know what you're smoking. Yeah, of course. So You got some good good ash going there. I got real good ash. Yeah, I think this one, so the previous episode I was smoking something which wasn't, I don't know if it's not constructed well or it's not kept well. Yeah. But this one was kept well and seems like it was constructed well as well and it's monte cristo so yeah. it's like a established brand how do you feel about yours ian how do you like how do you like the uh the house stick the maduro house stick? wait wait wait, wait. we gotta go with your opinion first no i want to hear ian so i can copy off of it <laughs> uh-huh. this is strictly phil try and do the tasting that i taught you how to do give it another puff give it a shot and then i think it. i'm i can already tell i'm smoking too fast i'm i'm smoking quicker than the normal one to two puffs every minute. I'm smoking a little faster. I don't know why. I can definitely feel this. I feel this thing. When I smoke this thing, I feel it. It's probably a lot stronger in nicotine content. It definitely is. It definitely is. I will say I, I am experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I am getting a much I mean, you guys are pretty much buzz. a third or two-thirds in. Or like yeah, a well, half. I'm, I'm definitely at the halfway point. Yeah. I'm halfway. The second, on the second third. I think right all now. of us are. Yeah. yeah. But... I this think, might be a shorter episode. <laughs> I might have to go to bed soon. Yeah, I mean, it it'll will put you to sleep. There are effects to cigars that, like, people don't anticipate, and one of which being sometimes you have to go to the bathroom. It does the right. same thing as coffee. It'll make you have to, you know, go number two. 
and then it will also give you a lightheaded buzz. I've had friends who've come in and smoked a super heavy cigar because they had no idea what they were doing. They feel it the next day. Mm. Um, so it, it, you know, you have to smoke within your means. You know, you bring up a good. That's a good point. A lot of people. I've talked with a lot of people that don't want, they'll be like, oh, I'd love to smoke tonight, but I don't want to deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. They don't want the taste in their mouth. So a lot of times what I will do is I will, I will have a glass of water, I'll brush my teeth, I'll have another glass of water, and I might even brush my teeth a second time. Oh, wow. And a lot- I've done that before, and yeah. And normally that, you know, I don't mind if I can still taste it a little bit the next day. Yeah. Really, the- <laughs> The worst thing for me is if I can taste the cigar the next day, it's that much more of an incentive to smoke another cigar. <laughs> I've already done the damage. Yeah, keep it up. exactly right. Yeah. And I'll end up smoking again. Um, so it's a rule in my house that I have to take a full-out shower before getting it. Well, it kind of makes sense if I'm, like, with someone who's not smoking a cigar and they don't want to be around that smell, you know? Who set up that rule? Uh, my wife did. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, Because, yeah. it like, after I smoke, I put all my all of my clothes out on the balcony to air out. Um, and I generally don't have that many problems with my clothes smelling, but yeah. I also have specific clothes that I use to smoke in. I won't mm. smoke in like really good clothes. Do you really have a, dryer? What? Do you have a dryer here? Yeah. So what I do sometimes for that, is, I mean, I just put my clothes in the dryer and then I put a, one of those like Febreze fabric softeners. That usually does the trick as wow, well. Wow, you guys are making me feel <laughs> like a it's uh, just like Cigar a like a Mongol, yeah. Like I do nothing. No, every now and then, every I throw my clothes. Yeah. Into I, my, I, on my pillowcase. I, yes, he puts I, the clothes on his nose and like embraces it. Dude, there are times where I will still smell the cigar in my bed two days later. Because you know what I yeah, will say, I have that too. It, it, it gets in your hair. That's exactly what it is. It started affecting me more when I started wearing the beard or when I grew the beard mm. so the beard will actually hang on to more of the because I always try to wash my hands before yeah. it a bit but my beard will hold on to the smoke especially when Ian is blowing smoke right in my face as he just did I don't know what you're talking about exactly and um <laughs> but so it's like I and I don't mind it right like dude I live alone yeah. I don't have anyone that I have I don't have to worry about anyone else's feeling about it but I will say there are times where I will have a hanger so I don't have a balcony area so I have a hanger that will hang like on the hook for the for the door like the door that when it yeah. oh, you open the door there's the little chain that keeps it from like you know smacking against the wall um i will hang I, i'll put like you know whatever hoodie i wore i do have a smoking hoodie i have an yeah. official hoodie mm -hmm. i always smoke in a camo hoodie mm -hmm. when i'm feeling it uh not doing it as right now because it's like 90 degrees right. still in la um but and i mean i guess i guess there's something to be said about that about like if you do live with somebody else where you are married or you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever and, and you like to being, enjoy something right? like, that's gonna you're gonna, gonna wear the next day are you yeah. going yeah exactly are you going you know like you should probably like if we're always talking about wanting to make sure that cigar smoking is an enjoyable experience not only for us but for those around us and i guess that includes the people that yeah are going to be smelling well that's why the effects later that's on. why like with michael jordan i mean he'd be smoking in his jersey man before games or like even after the games in a suit honestly like i always wear my most scrubbed out clothes when i when i smoke usually for that reason yeah because i don't want to like ruin a, a suit or something it like. would be cool to have a smoking suit though. <laughs> I do. We one, should one day. All, one day we, we should all up. get smoking jackets. <laughs> I want a smoking jacket. I kind I feel of like have that one. Awesome. It's really cheap. Go to no, Goodwill I mean like and a buy dope like one. Like I, 
if I go to Goodwill and I get a jacket, I'm gonna come back with a like, 1970s like crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with like a Michael Irving jacket. Like, like he always had the craziest things. Um, but okay, so so let's let's talk. Well, what's, what do you uh, think, I, Ian, of, I, of the cigar? No, no, no. You have to go first. Uh, what do you think of it? So it's definitely a heavier cigar. I definitely feel it. It's it has more flavor to it. So right? by heavier, you mean nicotine or heavy? Heavy Both. strong constitutes nicotine. So nicotine. when you're talking about strength, that's okay. Can you feel the buzz that comes with in, with taking in nicotine? Mm-hmm. When you're talking about flavor, that's bold. Is it a bolder cigar? Okay. Is it a richer cigar? How about draw? Like if it's a really good draw? That's just draw. Okay, got it. Um, so go ahead, give it a shot. See if you can compare it to anything. It's spicy. Nicaraguan? I, I get spice. Um, I feel like it's a little... Or not spicy, sorry. Peppery. I get a peppery feel. Um, but I think one of the reasons I like it, and this is only after smoking a lot with you, Ian... And it's generally after I've smoked a cigar, or I have a couple of cigars that I like to smoke a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I smoke a lot of the Perdarma. Or, uh, God, there we go. And again, I can't say anything, dude. The, um, the yeah, the Perdarma. Am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah. Perdarma. There we go. And I smoked those a lot. And then Ian finally had one, and he was like, whoa, this is, like, <laughs> really peppery, bro. And, like, so I find that, like, that's probably, if I had to choose one that, like, I end up leaning towards or I smoke I smoke and like a little bit more of a peppery cigar mm. <clears throat> so I have to give Phil a lot of credit here <clears throat> and the reason being is because as I was smoking this I couldn't taste this cigar I couldn't like discern anything on my palate but I knew it was something that I didn't like um, not heavily didn't like but just it it was a little bit off tasting and when you said peppery I was like that's it because yeah, you don't like peppery I thought it you liked peppery no. Not a huge fan of it. Okay. I, and you can taste pepper. You can taste pepper two ways. Um, you can taste spice two ways. One is the actual smoke when it's coating your palate, the roof of your mouth. The other is before you smoke. If you just put your lips on the cigar, on the cigar itself, you can taste that spice. Mm. So there's two different ways of really feeling out the the peppery or the spiciness of the cigar. But to me, there is. There's no discernible flavor here other than the peppery taste here. And that might be why you really enjoy these sticks, and house stick Phil. But they're oh. shaggy, shaggy foot <laughs> shaggy, shaggy foot Phil. I can also tell that the nicotine is there. Like my legs are I'm jazzed. Yeah, he's he's shaking. I'm jazzed yeah, up, dude. Yeah. I'm yeah. shaking a little. I'm jazzed up. I'm ready to like throw you know, Ian off the balcony. Yeah. I'm ready to go, <laughs> man. I'm ready to there go. Is, there is there this is like it does trying to taste this it, it does have a little bit of like a warm nutty taste but very faint so yeah. I would say like overpower for me overpoweringly spicy but I wouldn't say like I've had spicier cigars before I've had yeah. more peppery cigars so final grade <sighs> maybe five and a half six Whoa. So much for getting sponsored uh, by uh, well, by the podcast. Well, they, no, they, they had a Habano that they, I really liked. I, I really like the Habano. I think one. so. I bought these. They gave me a really yeah. good deal. I bought twenty of them. This is at the Continental Cigar at Club the, in Con- Los also, Angeles. I think that the next, like, I bought the Madero pack. I think I should have got the Habano pack. I think mm. I would have. In, I would have enjoyed the Habano pack. I mean, it I, sounds like you enjoy this. It's just strong. No, I enjoy it because I bought it, and I. It's like I'm, you know, I'm convincing myself I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good that you know that. All right. So I smoked think? the Monte Cristo White li- White Series. Yeah. Uh, strongest flavor profile I get is almond. I would say. Hmm. 
It's super light. It this is, is like it's such a light. Cigar. That's why people like them. So Frankly, much. like they're, for a beginner they're cigar, they're, they're great, great cigars. Yeah, for it's, it's a good, it's a good golfing cigar. Yeah, because like when it's hot outside, yeah. and you want to smoke something that's not going to be overpowering, like that's a good well. Cigar. I strategically did this as like a nightcap cigar because I didn't want something too heavy in nicotine and just wanted something chill. So right. So I think because his wife is going to make it, it's going to yeah, it down before. Well, that's, yeah. that's that's a real answer. <laughs> that's a real answer. <laughs> so uh, overall, overall grade, I would have to give this a. Seven point five. That's that's pretty good, and I think that's that's probably yeah. pretty spot on for yeah. the Monte Cristo. And They're I not will, bad cigars. I will say, not my favorite. Ian, just because you mentioned it, and it may, I actually have given it some thought, and I think I'm going to buy a pair of golf clubs, and I'm going to start golfing. Let's do it. You mean a set of golf clubs? What did I just say? A, a pair? pair? Whatever. Yeah, so I'm only going to get a two. I'm going to get a driver and a wedge. <laughs> if I can't make it with a driver, a wedge, and a seven iron, then I'm not doing it. I can't wait. We can smoke cigars out on the course. You know, you shoot your 150, and you know we'll go from there. That's probably accurate. Okay, probably accurate. Uh, but so I, um, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, that's all we. That's all we got time for. And well, we got more time, but we're gonna end it right now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can follow me online, uh, Philip Andrew LA, on all the social media platforms, and uh, the doctor. Check me out at Doctor Hirsch on Instagram, and Ian. And you have ianjc310 on Instagram. I'm pretty sure eventually I promise I'll look it up. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. You know, either one is fine for me. All right. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one, guys.